0: Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to The Tim's Take, episode 29.
1: Streaming from our new house. True. Why the pause?
0: I don't know. You always catch me off guard with these. I don't know.
1: Just trying to chat up the people. Start with a friendly introduction.
0: Chat up the people. Like, isn't that what you do when you're trying to meet Someone of the opposite gender, you go and you chat them up.
1: No, I don't think it's reference to a romantic engagement. It's not? I don't know. I why? Chat it up. I can chat you up. I could chat up.
0: Well, it would be appropriate (laughs) for you to chat me up. That's my whole point.
1: (laughs) But I feel like other people I don't know.
0: Listener weigh in. Timstake at gmail.com. Is it appropriate for Rachel to just chat you up? Give us
1: some help. <laughs>
0: yes, we're coming from the new house, so the acoustics—who knows—they might be better? different. Better? I don't. I doubt they're better.
1: Well, right now there's nothing on the walls, so it's got so a would, nice echo.
0: Yeah, echo is not nice <laughs> in audio. You don't want. You don't want echo.
1: One day we will get things on the walls, but there is things in the house, and that is a big deal.
0: Yep, we're here. This area is mostly livable, so
1: success. I think in two weeks' time
0: overall success
1: our last podcast was still at our last condo so in two weeks we've moved we've cleaned out the other place handed over the keys it's been a big two weeks a lot
0: has happened but here we are and we're gonna keep it simple you know the recap format there's a beauty to it there's wonderful things about revisiting all of that i think it's too much for us
1: There's too much chaos for you. There's too much
0: chaos. There's too much. I don't know where it's going. So we're just going back to the tried and true highs, lows, and takes, or as we actually do it, lows, highs, and takes, but it doesn't roll off the tongue in the same way. So the order and the names doesn't matter. You're tracking with me. Let's get to it. Rachel, what is your low for the last two weeks?
1: So my low is somewhat in relation is a consequence of us moving is that my normal grocery shopping routine has been completely thrown off. <laughs> so, we used to live in an area that was within 10 minutes of a Trader Joe's. Yeah. Which I think we've talked about it before, my love for Trader Joe's.
0: Yes, I'm pretty sure we've talked about the fact that if I were to die, I think that Vegas should put a high high odds on you remarrying a Trader Joe's worker.
1: So you can see why it was so devastating that we've (laughs) now moved where a Trader Joe's is about 23 minutes away from our current location. You timed it. I timed it, which is not an impossible drive, but it's a little heartbreaking to drive by. And before I even make it to the highway, I've passed three potential grocery stores.
0: Yeah, that feels wasteful.
1: And then it's another 15 minutes on the highway. So I'm trying to figure out what makes sense because I can get in and out of Trader Joe's in 14 minutes flat. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty good. You also timed that. I also timed, but two weeks in a row, 14 minutes.
0: That's pretty good. That's
1: pretty good because it's a small store. It's all Trader Joe's brand. So you don't have necessarily like 10 versions of the same pasta sauce. They have different flavors and different sauces, but it's... Trader Joe's brand And you're Mm -hmm. not Dealing with coupons Or anything I just find the Whole experience So simplified And very pleasant So this past week It was just chaos With us moving And trying to Finish out the Old house So I was like You know I need To see if I can Do a grocery store Up in our New area And so I went To a Safeway Which big Chain grocery store Mm -hmm. But Matt was Cleaning Were you cleaning Working Why weren't you there?
0: Was I I at church?
1: Maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Typically, (laughs) I will go to Trader Joe's in the morning when Oliver goes down for a nap on a weekend and Matt will watch Ollie or make sure he's sleeping okay, whatever it may be. And I can grocery shop in peace. So now I have Oliver with me. I'm in a totally new grocery store, a much larger grocery store, which you're also trying to deal with getting the best deal because yeah. a safeway is significantly more expensive than Trader Joe's if you're kind of just shopping baseline so I bring a carrier with me which carriers I've learned are not my forte it is much easier for me to just carry Oliver and everywhere in my arms carriers are just complicated but here I go strap him in I can't push a cart and hold him and do all this so I have to use the actual carrier put them in I put my mask on I feels like I'm gearing up for like (laughs) paintball or laser tag this is like put on the pack get your gun ready like that's what it felt like hold
0: on I would like to zoom out real quick I mean this is a long story but I also want a sidebar do you wear a pack when you go paintballing
1: I don't know I've actually never been paintballing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the laser tag reference, I've d- <laughs> I have many a laser tag I see
0: you. are combining laser tag and paintball. Yes.
1: Yeah, so it feels a somewhat of a s- adjacent concept. Sure. So, yeah, it was just so hard. So, we're in this grocery store. I'm front facing him. So, he's on my front facing outward of this giant cart whose wheels don't turn very well that I'm trying to maneuver through a very tight, large grocery store. And you're trying to stay six feet away from people you're wearing a mask, so you can't really see super well. The aisles are thin and narrow. It was just, I got home and I was so tired. <laughs> I was destroyed from this hour of shopping. I mean, it. there was a small sense of pride in being able to actually accomplish it, but it was exhausting. So we have yet to figure out an ideal solution. Even a couple of days later, I went to Sprouts, which is another grocery store, and I wasn't sure what the setup was. I was like, maybe I'll just carry Oliver because I have to get a few things, or I can stick him in a cart, like the seat in the cart. Right? He's starting to get <laughs> big enough, so I like take him out of his car seat, go in, look at this thing. And there's like, oh, there's an infant attachment to some of the like that's
0: carts. Very cool.
1: Very smart, but. You can't put him directly in. You have to put the car seat in the thing. So now I have to go back to the car, put him back in the car seat. Oh, I didn't
0: know that part. Oh,
1: yeah. People are looking at me like, (laughs) she's crazy. (laughs) Because I felt like I was. And I mean, these these are just the things you just don't know. And it's very frustrating that the grocery stores like on their websites or something should say, here's the type of carts we have for children
0: when was the last time you went to a grocery store website before visiting the store though
1: all the time because i'm looking at curbside and stuff pickup right now and their options and nowhere do they have here's the carts for kids or if they have a sign out in the parking lot that'd be so handy because otherwise you have to go into the store figure out what the cart situation is come back out
0: these stores are really rewarding loyal customers Customers who know what's happening.
1: And not parents. It is a broken system, (laughs) not set up to help parents with children. That is my low.
0: Wow. That escalated almost to like a call for anarchy or overthrowing the grocery store, big grocery store. If anyone
1: wants to help me lobby the big politics, let me know.
0: (laughs) Help you lobby the big politics. Big politics lobbyers out there paging you. Timstake at gmail.com. I,
1: I'm ready for you. I will assist in overthrowing this ridiculous and corrupt stroller cart system we have.
0: Definitely leaving all of this in. Just I'm just giving it room to breathe right now.
1: Your turn. That okay. was a long enough story. That,
0: yeah, that it was a dedicated recounting, but I don't think the listeners can ever get enough of your of your when rachel complains you know it's worth listening to my low is that oliver currently we don't know exactly what's going on it may be a combination of teething it may be some nap transitioning but this is kind of a put together low of a couple of instances one is thursday afternoon i'm about to come home and i get this phone call Well, about an hour before I got a call from Rachel just asking what I was doing. I said, oh, I'm going to wrap up things and then head home in about, you know, 45 minutes an hour. So I was doing that. I get another call.
1: For the audio, you did not give me a time limit. You said, oh, I'm wrapping things up. I'll be home soon. Not a very clear thing, but continue. To be
0: fair, I was following my same schedule I follow every other day. Thursdays, sometimes I come home earlier to accommodate things on your schedule, but didn't need to that day anyway it's following my normal schedule and I get this call back from Rachel previous call remember she'd been chipper just checking in this one I just hear where are you and it was like someone had just for the last hour inserted a straw into her soul and started sucking the life force out it was so... <laughs> so sad. And I was like, well, what is what is going on? And apparently Oliver had refused to go down for his nap, his third nap in this case. The last two days he's also quite struggled with his second nap, which this includes when he's struggling, basically screaming. <laughs> and so it's quite sad also to witness slash hear And then also frustrating because you don't know what to do or how to help. And naps are gold. And naps are gold. They are the thing that gets you through a day. So that's been definitely, I think, in the last few days, a low, maybe for both of us too. I'm surprised that that moment wasn't your low because it sure sounded like a low. But, you know, today was a better day and, you know, who knows? It could just be that he's been a little uncomfortable and so... That's been bothering him. That's the wild thing about babies. You just never really know what's bothering them.
1: It's all guesswork.
0: Yeah. But, you know, we'll hope it improves. So that's my low. Rachel, what's your
1: high? Well, so my high is interesting related to that. So he has been struggling to nap well. And there were some times this past week or so, last two weeks since we moved, that he was waking up a little bit earlier than I would have liked, closer to 5.30. My goal is always to get him to sleep at least till 6.30. But the last two days, he has slept in till 7 Mm -hmm. a.m. Almost.
0: ish. yeah.
1: 6.45 to 7, which I woke up this morning, I opened my eyes and it was a light outside and I bolted up and I'm like, what time is it? Where is everyone? Is everyone okay? Because I just, I've woken up every morning the past, almost six months and it's been dark outside so that was pretty amazing but my high is just yes we moved and part of that move was transitioning oliver to his own room which i think we mentioned on our last podcast Mm -hmm. episode and he really has done amazing like it was no change yeah he was waking up a little bit earlier but he was doing that at our place too our old place and so it's just been quite I mean we're really spoiled and I know we are <laughs> but it doesn't take away the joy.
0: Hi other parents. We're here to explain how lucky we are and you aren't.
1: We have I mean we have our own things but <laughs> for sure. For the most part, Oliver's sleep has always been pretty good. Yes. And so it's just been amazing like he just slept in his own room first night we put him down he's out no problem. He just did it.
0: Yeah, it was very easy. I was reading a a blog post or an email newsletter this morning that was talking about reflect on the ways that both the limitations and the gifts you have are God's way of shaping your life. I just thought, you know, maybe the Lord knew that if Oliver wasn't a good sleeper, Rachel and Matt just wouldn't make it. We really wouldn't. Not their marriage. They wouldn't make it.
1: (laughs) And I'm sure I mean, who knows, right? The thing with babies is like it all comes in waves and you do forget things he had a rough month at his four month sleep regression and you know he he's had his moments and maybe he'll have more moments but just the transition I was really worried about moving him to his own mm-hmm. room moving him to a new space a new house all of that and he's really been a champ so that's been my high to witness
0: yeah and
1: the, I mean yeah most of that is luck I do think I mean we did some prep and I think there was some intentionality behind some what of that what was our prep we read a whole sleep book before he was born. Oh,
0: oh, you're not talking about this particular transition. No,
1: just in general. I think we were well versed in at least setting our expectations and what was possible, what options we had. Not that, you know, everything works amazing all the time. But I, yeah. we educated ourselves on this.
0: We educated ourselves and then got super lucky. Yeah. Remember the time we must have talked about this on the podcast? I, th- I find that with recording every two weeks, I have less memory of what we're talking about on the podcast. But where we decided, you know what? It was at the four-month regression. It was not ending. He was still waking up in the middle of the night. And we just said, no more pacifier. And we'll see how that goes. And we'll suffer for a couple nights. And the first night, he just slept like, well, a good sleeping baby.
1: It's amazing. Oh,
0: it's amazing. Thanks. That's a good high. My high? Yeah. All right. Mine is, and this is a proud parenting moment for me because- One of the challenging things about parenting with a baby is they are messy. I don't like messes, and I would much rather not have a mess than create a mess to clean up. One of the prime mess areas of Oliver's life is his eating. His eating is never clean. But this week I decided, you know what? I just need to commit to part of my schedule is giving him some breakfast, some actual food, so Rachel feeds him and then you know, I give him some toast or something like that. And so I did. I got some toast and I cut it into the little, I don't know, pinky size lengths that I'm supposed to according to Rachel's Instagram-based baby led weaning research. And I put it on his tray. And this was the first time he had picked up food, really, and fed himself.
1: Not just throwing it on the floor. Not just throwing it on the not floor. Not smushed it around his tray.
0: He actually started eating it. And it was so awesome and encouraging and a moment of pride like I allowed for this moment to happen. So it's a very small thing. I know I probably shouldn't. It's probably just the basic uh, standard of being a parent is letting your kid eat food.
1: I was so excited. In that
0: moment, it was both exciting that he was doing it and I was proud that I created the space for it to happen. So that's been our little breakfast routine then the rest of the week.
1: It's been so fun to watch you have your little breakfast with him. It's very cute.
0: Yeah. No, it's good. And it works well. It's, I mean, it's just toast, folks. So it's very easy to do. And usually it's because I'm also eating toast.
1: <laughs> Got to start somewhere. Two
0: birds, one stone. But the last couple of days, I've been having pancakes, which I'm not giving Oliver. And so then he has toast. So it's actually prepping something extra. So really kind of... I guess what I'm saying is my high is... An anticipatory high where I will accept the debt of the year award.
1: I knew you were about to get uh, hyperbolic because <laughs> of your face and your tone of voice. Wow.
0: <laughs> Listeners can't see, but maybe they heard. All right, let's go on to our takes.
1: So, my take this week is
0: <laughs> How much you want big politic lobby? Big politics Bring it on.
1: lobby? <laughs> no, this is from advice I got from someone I follow on Instagram called The Lazy Genius which I've talked about in previous episodes (laughs) and it's gotten edited out. So hopefully it sticks this time. Sorry, Kendra.
0: This time you gave credit at the top. So this is good. Kendra Adachi, The Lazy Genius.
1: So her whole philosophy is be lazy about the things you don't really care about and genius about the things that you do which is brilliant. And there's lots of things I could say that I've learned from her and taken from her. I'll save that mostly for another episode. But one of the things I saw her talk about Last week was with kids. It's really easy to fall into and then thinking.
0: Oh, this is helpful. This is a good take.
1: Yeah. So what she means is that is like when you have time to yourself, your kids napping, or if they're older, to play by themselves or whatever. Parents go into I will clean up the kitchen and then I will write that letter. And then I'll watch my show.
0: Or at the beginning of the day even, not even when you're going into their naps, you say, okay, I'm going to do this and then that and then that and then that. And even if you're, you might be thinking I'll spread that over a few naps, but you're still inventing.
1: Yes. So you set up your whole day and kind of this sequence of, and so you're like, yeah, it's fine because I have an order, like I'm prioritizing. But the issue is that almost inevitably you will be disappointed because- It just, there's never enough time in the day for all of those things. Kid or not kid, but especially with kid.
0: Especially with kid.
1: It's just not possible. And so she said that it's very helpful to reorganize your thinking, to not say and then. Pick one thing. So they go down for a nap. I'm going to do this one thing. And most likely, you're going to be able to get that one thing done and you're going to feel super successful (laughs) and just like, yeah, I did that thing. That was great. That was all I wanted to do right now and then if you finish it you can think okay what's the next thing but don't then add three more things Mm -hmm. just one thing at a time and it sounds so simple and even when I first heard it I was like oh yeah that's kind of interesting and then I did it this week and it was honestly transformational in terms of how stressed I got about my day and what I was accomplishing and my interactions with Oliver because the problem is then I get frustrated at him yes. for waking up early or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And that's not fair to him. He doesn't know my mental checklist and, you yep. know, I'm here to be with him. So I was helpful. I shared it with Matt. I think he found it helpful as well. It's been,
0: it's been revolutionary to my Fridays because A, it's meant, it means you prioritize, I think, even better. For example, you asked me this. Friday, can you please call the doctor's office and see if they'll accept our new insurance and so I said, well, if I'm not in thenning, usually what I would do is that would be kind of the fifth fifth thing I would do after all the other things that I was prioritizing, but I thought, okay, if I'm not gonna end then then this is the one thing I have to do today so then I in this first nap called took care of it it was all done felt great, yeah, and then I could do everything else, but I didn't plan on anything else so. Totally amazing. And it has helped me be so much less resentful of Oliver and his interruption of the day, which really is just a way of saying interruption of the day is him just living his life.
1: But it's a change. It's a change to have a kid. And so this was a helpful reframing. Mm,
0: That is a great one.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Kendra.
0: We will link uh, to her Instagram and her website down in the show notes if you want to check her out. My take is just about, this is again, you know, lessons from Fridays with Matt and Oliver. The value of finding things that are mutually enjoyable. What you would think for a seven-month-old and a 32-year-old may not be that easy. And you would be right. It's not that easy, actually. (laughs) But we have found walks. And I was reflecting on why I enjoy going on walks. And it is not just because Oliver enjoys walks, it's because I also enjoy walks. And recently, I may have talked about this, we walked and there was a destination involved, we went to Starbucks, that was really satisfying, because there was something about the destination in our new home, about literally five minutes down the road, and this is going to make us sound like we live, you know, somewhere in the Midwest, which isn't true. We're We're still in the suburbia of Northern California. But five minutes down the road, there's a very quiet road that is now going through large properties, and it has horses, and it's beautiful, and you can see the foothills, and on the right day, you can see the kind of snow-capped mountains in the distance, and it's just beautiful. And so now there's a particular joy for me, too, of going walking. Mm. Also quite fun to imagine kind of how, as Oliver grows up a little bit and is interested in animals and things like that, the fun that, that it'll be. But... I was just thinking about, yeah, the value of mutuality and finding things that are enjoyable for both of you, even just bringing out a few toys like we have lately. We have some stackable toys, and that's kind of fun. I always like building, and these are very simple. These are rings, but it, you you can find a way to play, whether it's trying to toss them so they land on top of each other, or one thing I'd usually try to do is I try to build the whole tower before Oliver knocks down any part of it. So, I mean, this in some sense, I'm saying the obvious, the value of play but I've really found that helpful, you know. And part of the joy of these walks, and part of the joy of these toys as well. So hmm. that's my take. Find something you and your kid both enjoy.
1: That's a great. That's a great take. And something I've actually noticed your parents do really well. I don't know. Maybe it's a grandparent thing that you know wisdom from their own experience. But your dad will pick him up and just like walk around the house and talk to him about different pieces of furniture and like here's the yeah. clocks and the history and i was like that must be so boring to him but i'm like no he actually like loves looking at those things yeah and loves showing Oliver like around the garden he makes it so that they both can be enjoying the thing that they're doing and then he can be gone 20 minutes and i'm like where's my kid <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's really true Yeah, no, that's. I hadn't quite put that together, but you're totally right. It's finding he's just interested in the world around him. My dad enjoys, you know, looking at the garden and all that. So, yeah, that's really beautiful too. It's a mutuality.
1: Yeah, good intersections.
0: Nice. Well, shall we call that an episode?
1: I think so. More to come. I have more on my list we could talk about that I will save for future weeks.
0: I would like to share just one quick mailbag I heard from Carissa. Longtime listener, frequent writer. We love Carissa on this podcast. Who said that she has been using a laundry bag for baby socks
1: for years.
0: And has found it very effective. I think until her son was quite old, she has used this. So uh, my update is I have not yet actually done Oliver's laundry since we had that conversation. Rachel's been stepping in and doing a little bit of that. But when I do, I am going to try it. I would also like to provide a correction, which... Goes back several episodes in which I kept calling what was going on on Oliver's clothing clasps, which is not an easy word to say, but I said it over and over in one of our episodes. My mother, shout out to Kim Timms, saw me after she listened to that episode and said, You realize they are called snaps, not clasps. And I thought, You know, that's probably correct. So,
1: questions and apologies. I
0: spent a lot of time trying to make sure i said clasps clearly on mic and all i needed to do was say snaps much easier anyway that's a correction that's all i got i had to get that in cuz you know now people have to wait another 2 weeks for their next episode which i know is already bumming them out
1: i know i'm bummed
0: i don't know that i'm bummed i feel like we've got a good rhythm but you know and well, you we have not this. we've <laughs> not had any listener really cry foul you know i think people are enjoying this new rhythm i'm projecting
1: So let us know if you want to lobby real po- big politics or if you have an opinion about our new format.
0: Let us know about anything, really. We're just starving for your attention over here.
1: Okay. Let's not sound desperate. Wrap it up, <laughs> Bye.
0: Aren't you the one? I'm kind of waiting for you to say you kick oh, off our sign-off.
1: Till next week.
0: I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your Tuesday. day.